Lord Jesus, we thank you that you're alive, that you've got us in your hand, that you are big and mighty. And so, Lord, we pray that you would help us listen to your word now and know how wonderful you are even more. Amen. 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 Right, here's our reading. We're going to, if you can read, let's read together. Some people can't, that is okay. But if you can, why don't we read it out loud together? Are you ready? You ready? You ready? You okay? Not ready? We're going to carry on. You join in. One, two, three. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. We are thinking about thanking God. We always thank God for something when we come together. Today we're thanking God for a forever family. The good news is, is in our verse today, it tells us who we are. Did anyone notice in our verse who we are today? Can we have the verse back up? Hands up, grown-ups, teenagers, who are sort of grown-ups in between, or kids. Who are we today? Did you see that? Uh, Let's go back to the first one. Who are we today? I'm literally not going anywhere until someone puts their hand up. So, you know, this is it, really. Oh, Joshy, Joshy, you always put your hand up. Well done, my friend. Who are we? We're a chosen people. That's pretty cool, isn't it? We are a chosen people. Can you see something else in there that tells us who we are? Whose chosen people are we? Did anyone get that? Who's cho- yes, who's chosen people? We are God's chosen people. Well done for listening so well. Now, we are the people of God, Emmanuel. That is who we are. Did you know that? You are the people of God. So am I with you. Who would have believed it? That is good news. Okay, here's what that's like. Hands up if your mum or your dad sends out a really cheesy Christmas picture, a bit like this one. (laughs) Does anyone ever send out a cheesy Christmas picture or are we all too refined for that? I love a cheesy picture. Uh, Hands up if you've ever drawn a picture of your family like this. Has anyone ever drawn a picture of their family? Yeah, like who, who here, has, everyone has drawn a picture of their family at some point in their life, haven't they? I don't know why, but we do. I think it's because we love the idea of being a family, don't we? We love that, and so we draw a picture of our family. The problem is, is if you are a Christian, this picture is not all your family. And the last picture is not all your family. So I thought that we ought to have a go at doing a family picture like it says in the Bible, because it says you are all God's people. So, um, Eloise and John, they're my helpers today, you come and hold either side of that and bring it out here, and then we need a, a family. Hmm. Let's see, could we have a family of, you guys aren't sitting together, please, could, Cerise, would you be up for coming and being a family? Come on up, come on up, come on. Just one, just one of you, just one of you. Okay, just one of you. Okay, now we're going to take a picture of you with your family. Here we go. Look at this. It's like a classy portrait. So you better go in there. Okay, now who else is in your family? Yeah. Well, you better get them up. Come on then, Leah. You better come up. So you get in the family as well. 
That's it, okay. Can you guys hold up a little bit higher or is that a bit tricky? Okay, and then who else is in your family though? Oh, you better get mum up as well. Come on, mum, you better come here, come on. That's it. Now go squeeze in a little bit. You gotta squeeze in a bit. Okay, all right. Now the problem is who else is in your family? Dad, Dad, come on, you just leave the sound for a second. Oh, Adrian, that would be great. Can you just help out? Thank you, Adrian. Well done. So Dad's got to get in there as well. Now, the only problem is, is, is this isn't just your family. It's actually, the, this, that's what's missing from this picture, which does look very nice. But actually, you've got lots more people in your family, haven't you? Because we are the people of God together. So guys, do you want to come and get in the family picture too? Come on, you come in here. Do you have to lower it a bit? Come on, come on in. You guys, Matthews, that's it. Let's see how many we can fit in. How many people can we fit in in this picture? Let's see. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Oh, there goes the microphone. Never mind about the microphone. We'll just move that out of the way. That's it. The Saridi's parents are starting to look worried because there aren't any grown-ups in here. So come on. We need a couple of grown-ups in here. Look, this isn't really going to work, is it? Uh, can we have a couple of grown-ups as well? Come on, Billers, up you come. We can't really fit everyone in, can we, I think? It's going to be a problem. How many have we got so far? Billers, you have to get around the back, that's it. I don't think it's going to work, is it? I know, I've got an idea, I've got an idea. Hang on, how about this? How about I take this, you will stay where you are, and you will turn around, okay? That's it, you will turn around this way, and I put it there. Oh, look. And there, guys, you can't really see it, but there is your family. Look at your family picture. Do you guys want to come and have a look at it? Come and have a look at your picture, your family. Look at that. You've got the family who you were related to, but you've also got God's family. Can you see them out there? Look at them. Can you see them all? How many of them are there in your family? Can you count them? Wow, there are loads, aren't there? Some look nice, some look a little bit suspect. Some look like they might be sleeping. Some are old, some are young, aren't they? But do you know what? We are all the people of God. These are all your peeps, your people. Right, everyone, go have a sit down. Well done, everyone. Thank you, assistants. Oh, crumbs, that's not supposed to be there. It is great having a family, but when you're a Christian, you become God's family in Christ. And so our family is really huge. You can turn to the people next to you and look around. They are part of God's people. They're part of your people too. So kids, when you're asked at school to draw your family, what size paper do they normally give you? They give you a piece of paper like this, don't they? Yeah. What I want you to do when you're asked to draw your family, I want you to say, please can I have a much bigger bit of paper? And then I want to draw your biological family in the middle and then hundreds, all the Emmanuel people around the outside. So this actually, that is my family, as many as you can get in. Now look, you might think, as you look at Emmanuel, you think, well, why is it good news having them as my family? And that would be understandable. And so God gives us some reasons why it's really good news that we are the people of God together in our passage. First of all, we are, is that verse back up there? Thanks. We are a chosen people. You guys are like a hand-picked team to play together and to belong to each other. 
sometimes you hear people saying, I spent Christmas with my chosen family, which means they've been to their normal family and they hang out with the people they've picked. That's a bit sad, isn't it? But it's not sad that God has chosen us to be his family. There's a couple over the road called Johnny and Danny Spence. John and Danny Spence, and they are adopting a new child this week into their family. How brilliant is that? They have chosen that person to be in their family. That's like you. It's a picture of you. You guys, weirdly, I mean, who would pick me, have been chosen to be part of God's people. How awesome is that? Here's another fun reason. We are all important in this family. We are all important. Can you see up here it says that we are a royal priesthood, a holy name. Do you know what that means? It's a bit weird. It means basically that you are all important to God's plan. None of you are the water boy. None of you are the person who just trims the grass. You are all important to God's plan in his people. You are all the players on the pitch, no matter how old or young you are or how good your imitation is of a cat. Also, we are special in the world. Can you see what it says next? A holy nation. Should we say that together? A holy nation. Here's another reason it's great to be God's people. We are a holy nation. That means we are set apart from the world. We are made special, not because of us and how good our cat impression is, but because Jesus makes us special. He chose us. There's no family like my family, Emmanuel. There's no family like us because we've been made special by Christ. And so our culture, our culture, the people out there in the world, they love community, a group of people, except they say that your community is a group of people that accepts you as you are without any commitment or expectation of change. Like your online community that, you've, that fits me, that's what you do, isn't it? You find the community that you like best and your, com your computer just feeds you more of that, doesn't it? But that is superficial and tenuous. Your connection is only as strong as the likes or swipes. Love requires commitment and community is supposed to grow us. And so we are different from the world. Being part of God's family is a commitment that makes demands on us, where we change and where we grow. God's people are a holy nation sharing God's ideas with one another about how we live and grow. And so we should be close enough to, to speak the truth to each other and maybe even get offended or challenged sometimes. Because that's what you do in a family, isn't it? No, no, I don't mean to say you offend each other when you're in a family. But if you're close enough in a family, you speak the truth in love, don't you? And that's what we do. That's one of the things that makes us different from the world, special and set apart. But also, we are special to God. Can you see what it says there? It says, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And then what's the next bit? Should we read it together? God's special possession. Emmanuel, you are God's special possession. God owns all the world. He owns all the galaxies, all the stars. Here's a question for you. What's your favourite bit in creation, John, as you play with the person next to you? What's your favourite bit in creation? Hands up. What is the most amazing part in creation, George? Scotland. 
Scotland, because they won by one point. What's your most th amazing thing about? Go on. Burning things, because it's so satisfying watching it go. Has anyone got some bigger things? What are the bigger things in creation that you think are amazing? The world. The world. The whole world is marvellous. Anything else? Eloise, have you got one? What's that? Elephants. I mean, elephants are magnificent. Anything that can suck up that much water in your nose and then squirt it on your mate, that is brilliant, isn't it? Who doesn't want to do that? Okay, have you got one? Pizza, it's just incredible, isn't it? What's your one, darling? What's that? Sweeties are amazing as well. Do you know what I like? I like supernovas in the night sky, stars. And like, if you had to pick one thing that was precious to you in all of creation, what would you pick out of all of that? Do you know what God picks? God picks you. What? Thanks, Naomi. God picks us. We are God's special possession. You know that thing that you had as a child, the really stinky blanket, or the little toy, and you put it in a pot and you keep it safe and close and you hide it? That's what God thinks of us, Emmanuel. How extraordinary is that? We are his special possession. Enjoy living in the light, not in the darkness. Also, here's another good thing about being God's people. We're united. Do you see here, it's said on the next slide, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. That means you weren't together once. Once you were all doing different things and different ages and different groups, but now you are united as a family. We're all on Team Jesus. We were apart and our differences kept us apart, but now we are the people together a family and Jesus helps us overcome our differences so that we can be together people say to me when they come here and they visit they come in and they look around and they see you guys and you know what the first thing is they say to me they say I love the diversity here and what they mean is is they love that this is a place that is filled with people who are different you are all crazily different. Some people like to burn stuff. Some people like sweeties. Some people like elephants. Some people come from totally different countries. And yet we are together because of Jesus. Our culture loves that, but they can't get it because they don't have Jesus. But we have that, don't we? The other great thing about our family is anyone can join our family. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Can we read that bit together? Once, you got it? One, two, three. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. What makes the difference between not being in the family of God and being his forever family? What does it say? It says, once we were pretty weak, sinful and messy, but since you sorted yourself out, you learnt your Bible, and since you started to pray, and since you started to wear a collared shirt and chinos, you can now be part of God's people. Does not say that, does it? It said once, where is it? You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. To be part of God's people, all we have to do is say, Lord, I'm sorry, I'll get it wrong. Please forgive me. Thank you for forgiving me in Jesus. If it's true that we had to be all sorted out, then very few of us would be part of God's people, would we? But it says here, all we have to do is receive Jesus and his mercy. 
And that's what's great about church. It, what's, it's what makes me want to come back to church because we are people who don't have to be good enough to be part of this family. I just have to have Jesus. So your only qualification for coming in through the door and being loved by this church family is that you have Jesus. Here's a, here's a song that I like. It goes like this. I'm not going to sing it because I can't do the tune. Tried to walk on my own, but I wound up lost. Now I'm making my way to the foot of the cross. It's not a trophy for the winners. It's a shelter for the sinners. And it's right where I belong. Take me back to the place that feels like home, to the people I can depend on, to the faith that's in my bones. Take me back to a preacher and a verse where they've seen me at my worst, to the love I had at first. Oh, I want to go to church. That's good, isn't it? We want to go to church because you guys are the people that have seen me at my worst. You know that I need mercy to be here just as much as you do. And we get together and we remind each other how glorious Jesus is. If you want to talk about doing that, if you want to join, maybe be baptised and come and be part of God's people, maybe come and have a chat with me. We'll try and do that this year at some point. But all we've got to do is receive Jesus. Look, here's the, here's the last best bit. Are you ready? The best bit about being God's people, about being his family, is that it never stops. You might raise your eyebrows and think, wow, that means I'm going to be stuck on rotors forever. <laughs> but that's not what it means. What I mean is, is we never stop being God's family. We never stop being his people forever. It doesn't matter how much time goes past. You younger guys like Lucy and, and, and George and Toby and Annie, you guys are going to grow up and you might live in another town in 20 years' time if Jesus hasn't come in again. But guess what? You will still be part of God's family wherever you are and how much time has gone. Not even death can stop this because God is forever and so his people are forever. And so we know that people have died in the last few weeks. Lots of people who are precious to us as a church family have died in the last few weeks. If they trust in Jesus, we know that we will see them again. They're just the advance party. They're like the part of our church family that's gone on holiday, and we've got to do a little bit more work before we get to go on holiday with them. We will be with them. It doesn't matter where you are either. It goes on forever. You might be at school, you might be in your workplace, you might be at home, sick in bed, but you are still the family of God being looked after wherever you are. If you're going off to university, you might think, I can't wait to find my people. Guess what? It's so easy to do. You just go to the nearest church that preaches Jesus and you'll find people who will welcome you into their family. What's great is you've already got fat. Who's, where's a country we've never been? Has anyone ever been to Ecuador? All right, we'll go with Ecuador. In Ecuador, you guys have family in Ecuador because there's the people of Jesus are there waiting to welcome us when we go there. It's a great thing to do when you're on holiday. Go and meet them and say hi. But most of all, we've got a purpose. Our purpose is, to go back one slide there, our purpose is that we may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. I love this. Our purpose is that we would declare 
the praises of Jesus. We have a purpose as we meet as a family. We don't meet for the sake of it. We don't love each other for the sake of it. We're not a social club. We love each other and we do that really well at Emmanuel so that people might know that Jesus is Lord. Can I tell you that happened for me? When we lived in Australia, there was a tiny church family of a bunch of believers who got together for messy church with all the kids in every Sunday. I didn't know anything about Jesus, but what I knew is, is they loved my mum and dad when they had a really disabled child. And they put together a rotor to come and hang out with my mum while she did exercises with my little sister. They did two or three hours a day for <laughs> like two years. I'll tell you, that is the most profoundly influential thing in my life that showed me that Jesus is worth it. That being part of his family is glorious. I want to encourage you as you love each other as God's people, especially in the last few weeks and the weeks to come, you are doing a great thing because you are proclaiming that Jesus, who's called us out of darkness into light, is wonderful in every way. I want you to keep going. Should we pray that we would do that? Lord Jesus, we thank you that we are your chosen possession, that we are your family. And Lord, we pray that you would bless us as we try and love each other. We find that hard, Lord, but we thank you that we have your grace in our hearts first to give to others. And Lord, as we love one another and draw others into that, as we grow as your family, Lord, I pray that we would proclaim that you are glorious and wonderful and many might see that. Amen.